Hello, Journal. It's your favorite little Minotaur Ranger here. I think I grew an inch since last I rode. I'm almost four feet tall now. Uh, anyways, it's been a while. I've been really busy making new friends and kicking bad guy booty. I never imagined I'd travel this far away from my tribe, but if I want to be chief someday, I need to prove myself. Ah, oh, it feels like just yesterday that my journey began. He's like, up to your shit again. Minus, minus. Ah, what? Yes, yes. Sit, go sit in your high chair. I need to talk to you. I need to uh, go sit in your chair. I scamper back and I I, 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 <laughs> I, I, reach my hands up on the high chair and I pull as hard as I can to get up there. Wriggling. Wait, wait, wait. Hold Minus. on, hold on. Wait, wait. Boy. I'm not quite in. Wait, give me a sec. Okay, go. He's just a chair is like screeching on the ground, almost tips over. Just like some <laughs> fruit falls on the floor. I prepared you a letter. Okay, it's a description. It's not really a letter. It's more of a description of this of this hydra you need to kill. But I, more importantly, son, I need you to be careful. After breakfast today, you're finally you're gonna be leaving on your journey today. Yes. And I am, and I just couldn't say that I'm I'm gonna miss you. But I want you to be careful. He he uh, he turns around, goes to the counter, he hands you a box. Uh, it's like a small box. I know you like to play with that sling and. Uh, you know, the, the sling could be helpful, but I feel like you might need, you know, something with a little more edge to it. He gives you two hand axes. In that, he also, there's like a letter. Uh, it's pretty much describing the Hydra. It's poorly written out. So every time you look at it, you feel like there's new details that he didn't mention before on them. He's like, you take this and you make sure you find this exact Hydra beyond the Kambuki Isles. Finish your breakfast and gather your things. And uh, he gives you a hug. It's like the first time he's given you a hug in a long time. He's like, just uh, send like, it out. Send, send an owl every now and then. As he hugs me, I just I just sit there scowling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad can be a real jerk sometimes. But hey, since I left, I met some great friends. I journeyed to the town of Gilo. And on my way, I met this really cool giant from the north. Yeah, no problem. So my character's name is Drell. He's an 18-year-old Goliath. He's eight foot tall and, you know, probably roughly 265 pounds. His skin is a smoky gray, but yet, even though he's 18, for some reason, he has a full grown thick black beard. <laughs> his eyes, yeah, right? I wish but I had like, one of those. Right so anyways, <laughs> so his eyes shimmer with a gold yellow tint. He's covered head to toe in blue tribal markings, like the color of a frozen, frozen glacier. The designs of the tattoos represent being a fighting warrior of the Ashbourne tribe. His clothes consist of a black shirt, pants, and leather boots. His uh, chainmail covers his arms and torso. He also wears a long black cloak to hide it all. Jarrell believes in three things, honor, fairness, and above all, glory. His tribe prays to the god Balinor. It's the god of beasts and the hunt. His goal is to be the most battle-tested, glorious Goliath of his tribe. So, so there we see Drell in all of his glory, sitting in a forge that's kind of like half inside, half outside type deal. And sitting at a table on the outside is his aunt, who has raised Drell from when he was a little boy, uh, from when his parents passed on. <laughs> Drell like stands up and gives her like the predator handshake, and he's like, <laughs> "I will make you proud, Auntie." And all the Ashbourne. As you speak, you see her like eyes lighting up and it's like her wrists are getting more vascular. She goes, Oh, Drell, I know you will. 
I'm so proud of you. I can't wait. You're going to make your parents proud. You're going to make your parents proud. I swear. I swear. They're looking down on you right now. They go, that's my, that's my boy. That's my boy. Yeah, what a tough looking guy. I'm glad he's on my side. Anyways, we traveled to the town of Gilo, found the first tavern to get some drinks, and met a tiefling fellow. I like this guy. Seems like he has a troubled past, but I'm not going to hold that against him. Jared, please describe the character for us. <laughs> I was I was in real life raising my hand. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, tiefling, I have red skin, uh, slicked back black hair. My horns are black, but a little white due to my age. I'm, you know, a little, little up there. And I'm draped in robes. Right now you're doing this warlock, what seems to be a warlock ritual, and you got your hair slicked back, yeah. and you look very dapper. You don't know if I'm going to go to the club, or I'm doing a seance, just saying. You don't know if you're doing a seance or going to the club, yeah. but what I do know is that everything's going to shit. A large red puff comes from the rune as you get the sense of something terribly wrong just happened. You start hearing screams from all these fellow tieflings from mixed sexes. You got male screams, you got female screams. People are like, ah, ah, like, and you just, your vision's going red. Is red smoke everywhere. Everything has gone terribly wrong. You start to hear chants louder as if the warlocks around you are trying to fix a spell. That's when shit really went down. A portal opened up and a kid got snatched into it. Nobody believed me but Drell and Armos, of course, and we had to fend off a bugbear invasion. After beating up a bunch of them, we finally met the mayor, and let me tell you, that went pretty well. Number one, you said the line guy's like six foot, something like that. Six foot, seven foot, something like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna take a deep breath, because, you know, I'm a, uh, Drell's an eight foot guy, so, you know, I gotta try to get eight one. And I'm going to put myself okay. <laughs> in between the bear bugs and the soldiers. And I'll just uh, be like, well, why don't we figure out why they're here before we fucking kill them? Leonin looks, he cracks his neck. He goes, who are you? <laughs> okay. So Drell looks at him and he goes, you better get that fucking finger out of my face. And I like grip my axe and I go before I fucking chop it off. I am Drell of the Ashborn, and I- He power cuts power. you off mid-sentence and roars in your face. You immediately back off and hold your ears as your head starts ringing. So this guy is like not to be fucked with. Let me, let me, let me try to talk some sense. You can say this, something. Man. Okay, so I step in, I'm like, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. So I'm, since I'm not stunned, still trying to get my hearing back. We're just trying to get some information before we, you know, chop all their, their heads off. My Minotaur friend actually got to see it firsthand, and we need to get some information out of these bears. It seems a little coincidental that they appeared shortly after this disappearance. Let's just try to get some information, and if it doesn't oh, work out... some information from bugbears. Go, go, open up, make a hole. I want to see this. I want to see this. Needless to say, the interrogation did not go very well, but we got on the mayor's good side and he hired us to take care of this little bugbear problem. So we ventured out into the wild. On our way out, we got into uh, quite a bit of trouble with a band of jazzy thieves. Yeah, yeah I just yelled at them, never come back, fuck you. We will be back again. We will take that wheel. So full dash. And the snaps fade. Is 60, Is that correct? Yeah, they have gone full 60. Oh, guess what? They're still in fucking range of me. <laughs> fucking good old, good old my bolts. Get ready. I'm fucking going. 
I'm fucking trying to get some more. All right, which one are you aiming at, Brian or Ryan? Ooh, you know what? Fuck a Ryan. It's a dirty 20. 20. All right, you hit. Roll for damage. Here we go. Six. You do six points of damage to his back as you shoot a beam at him. Do I knock him over? No. All right. As nope. as they're running away, they just hear me snapping like, "Get out of here, bitches!" <laughs> It wasn't soon after that we had some more trouble with a goblin cart. I know that I'm gonna hit it as I'm. I know that the it's about to explode. I turn around and ask Menace to throw me his glasses. I put on the glasses because <laughs> cool guys don't look at explosions. As I walk away in the other direction, <laughs> as I'm it blows so, up, I'm so amused that I not even begrudgingly I laugh and giggle, <laughs> and I hand him my glasses with the mustache on it. In the big nose. <laughs> and we high-five as we look away towards the back of the cart. Hell yeah. We roll credits at this point. We're done. <laughs> Job. Boom. Mic dropped. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yes! That's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> so you see this cart blow up in the middle of the road and 15 fiery goblin corpses just spread out everywhere, falling limbs, blood, and eyes, and you just get covered <laughs> in this green goblin blood. An eyeball hits uh, hits Minos in the face. Reginald grabs an ear out of the air and starts chomping down. You guys are... Oh, DMCA, DMCA. <laughs> you guys are covered in green blood. And covered in blood we were, but we ventured on into the caves to take on the bugbears. After fighting off a lot of them, we met my good friend, Kemi Joe. So I introduce uh, me and my friend, you know, I'm like, hey, uh, again, I'm Minus. This is my, uh, this is my buddy, Drell. Say hi, Drell. Mm. Yeah. He just he, like grunts he's, at him. He's, he's kind of shy. He's, he's holding his. Well, it's kind. It's a pleasure to meet you. Name's my friend. Well, my friends call me Kemi Joe. Kemi, Kemi Joe. Kemi Joe. Kemi Joe. You can just call me Joe for short, or you know, in this situation, I can call you my heroes because I need someone to open up this door. I have the answer, but I just can't. I just can't get to the solution. What's the answer? The answer, he's like, uh, he falls again, comes out, holding one hand up. He goes, I got the key right here. And he's like waving his arm with the key out. But the problem is I can't, I can't reach the keyhole because my, my, my normal shams. You see, you see the problem here, the conundrum. I have a feeling this guy was hiding in that room with all the beakers. You say probably. beakers? Hey, wait, wait, wait. He's like, hey, wait, wait. He tries to shove his head through more. You didn't touch my stuff, did you? Oh. The, oh, the did yellow touch your health stuff. potion. Oh, no, I touched, it's, it's over there. I touched your stuff. Yeah, we have books. I, 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 I we have know. books. <sighs> Minius. Oh Minius. my God, what? Minus. Yeah, let's, what? Fucking Minus. Dude, can you just change? No, <laughs> dude. I keep thinking like Minius from like when it like your prologue. Like I just imagined like like your like your dad. Oh, Minius. Minus. <laughs> Menace. Okay. Menace. Menace. No. Oh, what? Let's, what? Let's, let's wait. Let's wait to tell him what we have until we know what we're dealing with. Okay. Oh, uh, well, it's it's kind of already too late. So uh, we, we have some of your books. I, I know. Um, here. Uh, well, I appreciate that if you kept them in the same condition that you found them because they're not really mine. I'm just borrowing those from the guild. Oh, oh. Yeah, I need, to, I need to return those. The library fees are astounding. It'll drive you wild. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can you read the books? Well, the Man, books aren't anything to do with where, where we at. This is an alchemy book. Oh. 
All right, then we should just leave him here, guys. No, wait, 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 wait. What do you want? What do you want? How can I, I can help you out. I can help you out. I think we should go down the other tunnel because that's where he said that she. You don't want to do that. You don't. You really don't want to talk to that dude. In, in matter of fact, there's not going to be any talking. He's just going to bash your head in. Now, he doesn't look like the rest of them. He looks very fucked up. Like very fucked up. Fucked up, dude. Fucked up. See, I was in here. Well, I didn't want to be here. It's a long story. I, I was traveling down the road. I met a couple of thieves. They tried to rob me. They got one of my bags. They started snapping at me. It was, it was a pain in the fucking ass. But uh, walking down the road, I came here for I came to South Trills for one reason. And then I saw a bunch of bug bays, but something seemed off because I noticed that one of them had some of these blood crystals with them, which is why a blood charge, excuse me. And that's why I'm here because I followed them because what a bug bay is doing with bloodshot that's that's absurd yeah it was really weird but with the help of kemi joe we defeated that huge mutated bug bear and a giant uh two-headed thing with i uh almost said it was an etten so uh that that thing but after we defeated him we discovered there was a blood shard in the mace we took it, of course, and moved on to a cabin to help Kemi Joe with his school project. That's where I met my new best friend. Oh, sorry. Not my best friend. Drell and Armos are the best. Uh, then Sid. Oh, you haven't met Sid yet, but there's... Basically, after defeating the Lowway Thieves once and for all, I ventured down into the caverns and met a huge snake. Yeah, I'm just tugging on the rope as hard as I can. Like, tug, 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 tug. You see the other end of the rope come towards you. Ah. <laughs> Fuck my life. Okay. Um, I, uh, I just fucking, uh, oh, maybe this is a bad idea, but I would like to use <laughs> speak with animals. <laughs> oh my oh, God. Fuck. Oh, I wasn't planning on God. this. <laughs> sure. You can. <laughs> of course. I cast uh, speak with animals. You cast speak with animals. What are you going to say to this giant snake? Uh, what does speak to animals do, first of all? Oh, my God. This is the greatest <laughs> thing that's ever happened. As long as they're uh, within my range, uh, you gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts for the duration of 10 minutes. The knowledge and awareness of many beasts is limited by their intelligence, uh, but at minimum, beasts can give you information about nearby locations and monsters, including whatever they can perceive or have perceived within the past day. They might be able to persuade the beast to perform a small favor for you at the GM's discretion. How smart is this snake? <laughs> uh, he has a two with a negative four modifier. This is going to be great. Okay. Uh, you are speaking with this snake. What are you saying to the snake? Oh, hey, hey, hold on there, buddy. Um, uh, I don't mean any harm. I'm just looking for an alchemy jug, I believe. Uh, mayonnaise and shit. It, that, that's all I'm looking for. Mayonnaise. What is this mayonnaise? Um, I, I, to be honest, I'm not even sure myself. Never, never had it, but I hear it's great. Great stuff. I'm, I'm maybe a potion. Maybe I'm not sure, but I'm, I, I don't mean any harm. I just wanna, I just wanna find the jug and I'll be out of your way. Not trying to hurt you. I promise. Oh, you're in my cave for mayonnaise. Well, not the mayonnaise, but the jug. The jug. A lot the of quirks. A lot of quirks. Yeah. A lot of quirks that holds mayonnaise. Exactly. Never seen scent. 
Uh, what about uh, the thing that was making that sound? The the music. Do you know where that is? Music. That's a siren. If you would bring me to the siren, the siren. It would be wonderful, and I I will give you one of my ration pouches if you bring me to the siren. How's that ration sound? Pouches. What's in a ration pouch? Oh, oh, it's great. It's got like meat and like uh 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 uh, uh veggies and stuff. Uh, I think you just. I like meat. What, what are you looking for? Can I have you? He gets closer. He moves his big head towards you. You know, I do love me some nice flambe steak. Well, uh, I mean, uh, that's, <laughs> I need to get to the siren. So if I mean, and you can see the trouble there. Uh, if I mean, I can't make it to the siren. <laughs> so, you know, we're not going to do that. He snaps at you. Does an 11 hit? No. Okay. You dodge out of the way as he goes to take a bite at you. So he goes, give me one good reason why I shouldn't eat you right now. Because I will make you your own personal menace drawing free of charge I'll, I'll draw you your own snake portrait my own snake portrait yeah roll for persuasion yes <laughs> oh that's a uh, 17 jesus fucking christ <laughs> oh <laughs> oh boy my own portrait okay i never had a portrait before these hands spectacular i know oh my gosh i used to draw stuff for my mom all the time back home she loved them by the way <laughs> okay I'll tell you what, I'll leave you alone now. Thank you for being my friend. I draw him a little portrait, give it to him. I'm like, oh, thanks. He uh, sticks you... out his tongue and you put a drawing on his mouth. Yeah. Uh, on, his, on his tongue. Yeah. I'll tell you this forever. Oh my gosh, thank you. Goes down into a little puddle, squeezes through. <laughs> I fucking hate you. I, I had that whole monster planned out. <laughs> it's so good. It's so oh, good. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You befriended a giant snake, and he wasn't evil, so he was totally normal. He was just a giant snake. Nobody talks to him before. I cannot believe. Holy shit. Speak with animals fucking worked out, dude. Dude, that's so great. I, I was like, wait a second. Dude, oh when he God. said speak with animals, I was like, yes. I lost my mind. Dude, we sent the right person down there. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. If it's anyone else. Oh, my God. So after he goes down, I'm like, oh, I'm all happy, of course. I'm like, oh, oh, yes, I made another friend. I write down my journal, and I, I kind of look up. I go, oh, oh, wait, he didn't, he didn't tell me where the siren went. Oh, damn it, man! I hope I get to meet that snake again someday. Never did get its name, but the next day we made another friend. Drell and Menace, you guys are looking around. You know, you see Kemi Joe, almost sees Menace, uh, Menace sees. Armos and Drell. Drell sees Menace, Armos, Reginald. Menace sees Drell, Armos, Reginald, and Kemi Joe. I see Reginald? You guys notice? <gasps> All right. You see Reginald. What? Wait, we finally Wait. see Reginald? Wait a second. You guys see Reginald. What? I look at, uh, yeah, I'm looking at Drell. What the f So where, where's Reginald as of? Reginald, Reginald is at the foot of your okay. bedroll. Bunny! Who the fuck bunny! let a bunny in here? What, bunny! What you, wait, I what? throw a net what at it. What are you guys it. talking about? I throw one of my nets at it. Oh, roll to hit. What? Ah! Yeah, I throw my net at it. Wait. <laughs> That's a 19 <laughs> plus 3. So the net has, like, you know, some weights on it. So, like, when it catches something, it instantly, like, rolls up. So it hits Reginald. He tumbles back into the wall. What the hell, man? What gives? What the fuck is going on? Who let the goddamn bunny in here? I just run over and I like 
grab the net and make sure it can't escape and hold it up for everybody. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Put me down. Put me down, man. Whoa. They can talk. They can talk. Of course I can talk. You can talk. What do you expect? I'm just speechless. Armos, what, what are you doing with this bunny? What are you doing? <laughs> he's like trying to look up at him. He's like trying to get his head through like one of the holes, but he can't. He's like, well, I mean, he's like, he could kind of touch the floor because of how short Minus is. He's not freaking out too much. <laughs> so yeah. I'm in total shock and I'm just trying to figure out what is what they do know and what they don't know at this point in time. And I'm like, so you guys can see him. You can hear him. Yeah, nice friends you have, Armos. I'm just, I'm just like staring at him in, in the net. Like, what is this? Were you? Hey, are you like, uh, are you cool? Can you guys hear him talk? Yes. Are yeah, you, we can hear the like, fucking goddamn bunny talk. What do you mean he's talking to all of us right now? Yeah, what, what is this guy? <laughs> what are you, wow, twice you're gonna burn me. Twice you're gonna burn me. Oh, you know hey, this oh, guy. You're drinking Armos, with the tall you know this over here. You're all good, and now your buddy, buddy, you don't need your friend Reginald anymore. But now, all of a sudden, oh, look who it is. And now it's like, well, who is this guy? Okay, I see how it is. With my left hand, I write down in my journal <laughs> his name, Reginald, and draw a really crude bunny. <laughs> yeah, so this bunny is pure black fur beady red eyes he's about if he's standing straight up he's maybe about two feet tall like approaching it his ear he has one normal ear that stands straight up and the other one's like all crooked and jagged so i didn't like grab reginald's hair in my dream no <laughs> no you did not okay. grab reginald's hair uh from a player standpoint in your head you when you woke up and you grabbed that fur you were convinced that is probably the white fur from the massive dire wolf that you saw okay all right, so I uh, I look at Reginald. I'm like, whoa, hey, all right, Reginald, you're if you're cool, if you're Armos's friend, you're my friend. Listen, we're he was my friend until he sells me down the damn river. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Armos, should yeah. I like keep him in this net then? If he he says he's not your friend, oh, keep me in a goddamn net. But you just said you're not his I friend. Why would I keep face if you keep me in this net? You let me go right now before I end you. He's like trying to get out. He's like nibbling. Yeah, I'm just looking at Armos back at the bunny back at Armos. Like, what do I do? The only reason you're not dead is because you gave me hay and I was hungry and he doesn't feed me. I give, I give you hay. So I try to, I try to get the tensions to die down. I step in between uh reginald and the the rest of the group okay 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 oh do you like take the do you take like the net out of my hand right? yeah, yeah yeah i got the i got the net i got the, the yeah rabbit. i i very quickly give it to him i'm accepting this like yeah you take care of this <laughs> wait so armos how long have you had this bunny <laughs> i am not a bunny i am a great mighty demon yeah. it looks like, it looks like a bunny his ears like just <laughs> twitch a little bit uh, as he feels himself in the moment. Yeah, don't, don't mind him. He he his uh, bark is worse than his bite. He bites your <laughs> he bites your little tiefling ear. How about this bite? <laughs> <laughs> so as long as I can remember, he's he's been with me, and up until about just a second ago, no one's ever seen him. So with our new demonic rabbit friend, we ventured back to the town of Gila where I basically got petrified by a chicken thing, zombie thing. Uh, yeah, basically I tried to feed it and that's not important. Anyways, we got back to the town, got a reward and went back to the tavern where some red guard were hanging out. Adelram Beckfoot is my name. Oh, that's a cool name. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, if you want any, like, you know, free drinks, they're on us tonight. Just go say my name. You know, Duncan's oh. got you, okay? 
Interesting, comrade. I appreciate that. Well, you know, the Red Guard drink, you know, on behalf of the mayor anyway, but I do appreciate that, comrade. Listen, oh. um, what did you do to earn that little coupon that he gives out? He's making some moves. He's making some pretty good moves for our first timer. Whoa, I didn't see the left fork coming. <laughs> my mom knows that move. She taught me that one. And I look at him. I'm like, oh, yeah. So we uh, we took uh, care of those bugbears. Oh, interesting. Uh, that we were having problems with uh, the other night. I, I think I'm not sure if I, you were fighting with us. Uh, it was kind of crazy, but uh, he sent us on a little uh, adventure there, and uh, we did end up taking care of those those bugbears out in the caves. Uh, well, we were out of town for a few days, but uh, you know we were doing some some of uh, our greater missions work as we were doing here. But it was nice to see that you took care of those bugbears. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to do anything I can to help. Uh, by the way, my friends are here, and I wave over like Armos and Drell. Oh, we got some mighty heroes, don't we? Comrades, brothers, sisters. Hey, Armos! Raise a glass. Drell. Raise a glass to our new brothers don't be and shy. sisters. Give me my new friend. Great, great heroes. Hey. Taps on the, de uh, taps on the table. Uh, roll me 3d6. Oh, uh, one, three, and two ones. He does a power move. He rolled two fives and a six, and he takes the win. I, I'm just like super impressed. I'm like, oh, oh man, for your first time, <laughs> that's a pretty good move. I would, uh, I would think you're an expert at this. Well, comrade, I'm quick to pick things up. Uh, is a part of the job. So, did you see anything? He sets resets up for another round. Yep. See anything worth interest in there? Oh man, uh, my my good friend Kemi, who we saved, was in there, and I go on this. I start talking like way uh, too long about Kemi, 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 comrade. Who's Kemi? Oh, so you tell him about Kemi Joe, like Kemi Joe, and everything I tell him is only about Kemi Joe because I'm just really excited that I met this new uh, friend. Ah, from the Sigic, from the Sigic Guild. Oh, interesting, interesting. A lot of good people up there. You see, one of the one of the half elves kind of roll their eyes a little bit when you mentioned the Sigic College. Okay. Yeah, see, I mean, it seems like a pretty cool place. I do a uh, uh, right hook sinker. <laughs> what? <laughs> In my mind, this is what the moves are called. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, so you're I'll like naming moves. You guys are going exactly, back and yeah, forth. Yeah. Seems pretty even. <laughs> He's just like playing around. Uh, give me a perception check. At twenty. Oh, he he's like making bad moves on purpose at certain key points. Okay. Like he, like he's purposely making mistakes to keep the conversation going. Yeah. I, I look at I look at him. I stop for a second. I go, "Hey, uh, listen, Edelram, uh, this ain't please, my first." Please call me Bigfoot. Call really? me Bigfoot. Absolutely. I quickly take out my uh, my journal and go, "Last name basis," <laughs> and I go, uh, "I go, hey, listen, this uh, this ain't my first dragon chess game. Uh, clearly, you've gone through this before. Uh, it's." You can't get that past me. I've done this a lot. You, you clearly, clearly, you're not a beginner. Come on. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm just trying to have fun. You know, when you play serious, you tend to not have a good time, and then feelings get hurt. I'm just trying to have a good time. With <laughs> I take my dragon chest very seriously. So, no, give me what you got. Give me what. You, all right, all right. Everyone else, give me your perception check as we play this game. Let me know what you get. Uh, he rolls two fives and a six and a six. Yeah, I got a. He six takes three. that. He takes, takes the first round. What'd you get almost? You got a 14. What'd you get? I got like a 19 or 20. Hang on. 18. Sorry. 
18. Uh, these, these, everyone except Beckford is sizing you up. They are giving you looks. Um, all the red not guard. Menace, all the red guard. Yep. Everyone give me a constitution check as you guys have been drinking a few beers. Oh, yeah. I'm past my constitution whoa, 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 now. Whoa, whoa. We've had one. No, I've had two. <laughs> hey, some time has passed. Give me a constitution check. Oh, that's not bad. That's a 14. I got 12. You're good. Well, with my plus one, it would be three. Uh, you're feeling a bit tipsy. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> you're now a bit tipsy. Uh, but tipsy means is that you get disadvantage on your ability check. So like perception oh. and things like that. It's all it means. Some time passes. Reginald's like, ah, oh, man, I love this stuff. This stuff is great. He's like head first into your own cup. Like, yep. <laughs> his feet are like, uh, you know, swinging in the air as he's drinking head first. Since I hit that perception, I kind of nudge Drell and just kind of give him the eyes to like look around in hopes that he notices what's what's going on all of a sudden. Yeah, Drell looks at him and he like slightly like shakes his head. So some time passes, you're playing with them. Beckford, uh, whoa, Menace was it? Hey, remember my name like a good friend. <laughs> well, you're more than a friend, you're a comrade. I write down uh, Adoran Beckford in the bestest friend column. I switch him over from the best <laughs> friend column into the bestest friend column. Drell looks over, Menace's shoulder to see what column he's in. You're in the bestest friend. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to roll for that. You're just, to, just to make sure. He just wanted to like. <laughs> I, I literally have this written down in my Excel sheet. <laughs> All right. So, you really haven't said anything. He goes, "Well, uh, so all the bugbears are gone, right?" I mean, yeah, it seems like it. We uh, we took down the big baddie uh, in that cave, you know. Big baddie. Uh, what do he look like? Oh man, it, he was pretty, uh, pretty crazy, big, huge, uh, bigger than a, a normal bugbear, to be honest. Kind of, kind of bigger than I, I would I, expect. I instantly pick up uh, <laughs> Menace. I'm like, it, it's my my friend here. We're we're we had a long day. It's time for us to. Oh, to I'm not head I'm not done with my game though. We got one more game, and we're halfway oh, through you, it. Here and then, I, I I basically do the move for him, and I'm like, yeah, that should that should be it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that, no, that's the worst move you can make in this situation. <laughs> I get all sad. Adoram uh, and his men stand up and goes, well, uh, it was nice to meet you folks. And, you know, a friend of the mayor is a friend of us. Comrades, heroes, even. Thank you again. We appreciate your service to the town. You know, we can't handle everything here. So it was a great help to me and my fellow guildmates and my comrades. Gentlemen, comrades, and everyone gets up. I hope you have a good night, gentlemen. And I say, I won't forget you, mate. And I give him finger guns. Ha, ah, and I, you, and he gives you a strong, comradic finger guns. I like, I like turn around and like almost cry. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Guard get up and they pick up their things. They're taking a takeaway, the bar, and they leave the tavern. Duncan goes, Hi, laddies. Mind if you join me over here for a second? Uh, yeah. I guess Drell walks over to him. Yeah, yeah. I just want to give you your room keys. Slaps a key down, but doesn't put his hand up. He goes, Hi, gentlemen. That man is not to be trusted. You know, I thought he was pretty cool, but I mean, if Duncan says he's bad, I'll keep my eye out. Eh, I guess the important thing is Duncan gave us a bunch of blood shards to go give to his buddies in the town of Dil 
dildo dilmi dorm anyways we pressed on with a new horse buddy that would be a three all right, so, so you just—I'm I'm having a hard time steering this bitch, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's—it's it's swerving. You're bumping into like other carriages, like, oh, that's where you're going. You just clanking them. The wheels go together. Goddamn um, horse! I like to think I'm in the back, like, no, no, Drell, you need to—you need to hold it a little tighter. And no, 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 I, lean back. I know what I'm doing. No, no, Drell, but you got to lean back a little bit, okay? I'm it's trying not to like listening. I'm massaging his back a bit. No, like, you, you, gotta you got go. this. You got this. It's you fine. Gotta, your pizza. Ate. You got a French fry. Reginald <laughs> yelling from over the shoulder. You got a French fry. <laughs> oh, Rose, shut that damn bunny up. How about you drive the horse straight, huh? How often do I need to keep making these DC 10 checks for the? Uh, for the no, you're good until someone takes over. So maybe, in, you know, in a few hours, like a long car. It's like a long road trip, man. People will switch off every couple hours, right? Yeah, yeah. Drell, I'll switch off with you when you need a nap. Don't you worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> so Drell's like sweating we'll stop really at bad the, trying uh, to control his fucking horse. We'll stop at the shell and I can get you a Yoo-Hoo, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Uh-huh. You guys notice that it's starting to get cloudy? It might rain later. Mm. Guys, it's getting cloudy. I think it might rain later. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do that once. I know like everybody does that shit, but I had to do that this once. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, all right. Hey, guys. Uh, it's getting kind of dark. There's a tower up ahead. Uh, what do you say? Time to stop for the night? Yeah, yeah. Think it's probably best if we head inside. I'll take care of the horse. Yeah. So you guys get to the tower. You definitely see like maybe like a wooden awning over there where somebody would just keep supplies out there, but maybe a good rest stop for the horse. Joe go ahead and ties the horse to like a little post, gives him some food, some hay. Reginald's eyeing that hay very closely. And you guys he's still start to fighting make with the horse too, though. As he's like walking over, he's like <laughs> pulling him and the horse like doesn't I was gonna say, follow. can we can we get a roll and see how your animal handling is now? Yeah, give me an animal handling roll, Drew. <laughs> Good call. Ah! Dude, oh, that's a two, dude. Yo, this are horse straight up. Kidding? Is that a one or, or two? It's a two. No, I guess plus one oh, okay. and two would be three. <laughs> if it yeah. was a one, I was going to make him kick you in the chest. Yeah, he just like. Dude, he hates you. Does not want to listen to you. His All four of his feet are straight down into the dirt like. Anywhere you want to go, he is not God going. Goddamn horse. You're holding too tight, Drell. I told you. Too tight now. I'm not you're, even holding now it Now you're tight. French frying when you should have pizza. it. Yeah, listen. Up. Come on. Reginald's got a car. He knows He's how to do He's an animal, it. Not, a, not a car. You got to be easy with him. Reginald, what's your uh, what's your boss's name? He goes blank. I thought he fucked yeah. up. <laughs> I'm, uh, I've just been staring. Just that, that, that. I've just been staring awkwardly, and then I just kind of. As I'm staring awkwardly, like slowly putting stuff in the cart and stuff ready. <laughs> Drell's going back outside for round three against that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even give minutes the chance. <laughs> Horse is looking Stay at honest. you. You hear a bell in your head go ding, ding. And you guys are fucking <laughs> giving each other the old stare down. <laughs> oh, that's a 20. Ooh. Not Nat, though. It's a dirty 20. Dirty 20. It cuts to you guys already on the road in the cart with the horse with a grumpy face and you just kind of bringing him along. He's going for the red. <laughs> I think this was also the day after Armos got his new tome thingy with another big blood shard in it. Yeah, he's uh, a warlog. Cock. Warlock! He's a warlock! Level 3 now, and we kind of, well, 
It's a little embarrassing, but we got caught by some Kuatoas, and well, let's just say Drell took care of those guys lickety split. Here's what's gonna happen. We are now gonna enter combat, okay? Right. As the beating of your heart and you hear the war drums of your people and you hear your Aunt Dory go, Myrtleize them! And it is pumping you up with red hot passion, determination. You're gonna roll combat, but you're gonna get three separate initiatives right now. You're gonna make two attacks per turns with your bare hands as you are gonna go on a killing spree against these Koatoas. You're gonna use your raw strength. So with every punch you're gonna get, you're gonna add plus four for your strength. You wanna know why? Because you just got a permanent plus one to your strength hitting level three. Oh, That's how mad yeah. you are. And with a 18 strength, you now get plus four to all your damage and tax. Armos, wake the fuck up, man. Whoa, uh -huh. what's happening? We gotta just fucking kill him. You see Drell covered in more blood than he was before. And his hands are like like a bloodied mess. They're just completely different color at this point. I told you guys not to go into the forest. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you ran into the forest. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Given the state that these were the only two that stood in your way, I'll let you end the combat right now. I want to shit into my own hand, and I want to <laughs> throw it in their face as I grab both of their tongues and pull it out of their assholes. Oh, my God. That is vicious. You know what? Who am I to judge? I am just a storyteller, a narrator. And karma's a bitch. <laughs> you proceed to shit in your own hand and do exactly what you just said, and you rip their tongues out through their assholes. Congratulations, you uh, survived the encounter. You look around and notice that this fishy encampment is now barren. They've all run off. I like to think that now the combat's over, as I've been wriggling, I'm like, help, Armos, help, help. The rope I'm hanging on just snaps and I fall down still, like tied up. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Armos, help, please. <laughs> what a time. I sure did a lot in that battle, huh? Don't tell Miranor that happened to me. Anyways, we moved on through the forest and met an elf. Uh, to be honest, I still don't fully understand what elves are, but she was really cool, super strong, and had an awesome duck companion named Norris. She looks at you, she gives a side eye down to Minus, she looks back up at you, she looks over at her duck companion, notices that his butt's a little roasted, <laughs> almost is at the ready. She goes, keep those hands up. And then she sl slowly backs off, she lessens her, she loosens her grip around Minus slowly, and starts to back <laughs> up to get to like a safe distance from you two. Takes about a couple feet back, maybe about eight feet. Keeps the arrow pointing at you. She goes, my name's Kara, and I live here. And blood shards are bad news around these parts. So don't mind me if I'm a little on edge when you start shouting blood shards in the middle of the forest, in the middle of my home. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no hard feelings there. Ugh. Name's Menace. Nice to meet you. Menace looks at you. What's your name, big boy? My name is Drell. All right. And you, Horns? Armos. Okay. Okay. Who do you know in Dilmore? We actually don't know anyone. We were just asked by someone to take them to Dilhorn. Yeah. Our boy, Duncan. From Gila? Y yeah. What? You know him? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, but I, but I know him. I know him. We're, he's like my best friend. Well, I haven't heard of you before if he's your best friend. 
well, we just met and hit it off, you know, and he's already my best friend. So, hey, what what could I say? All right. All right. So Duncan told us to to bring these to this town south of us that we're on blanking on the name. It's called Dildo. It's called Dildo. I think it's Dillhorn. I'm pretty sure. I wrote it down. Oh, good. Oh, I wrote Dildo. Am I wrong? Reginald says, it's Dillmore. It's Dillmore. What do you guys have head dense? It's Dillmore. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Dillhorn. All right. Yeah. Anyways. But we were worried about the Red Guard uh, that's uh, there. You probably, if you know Duncan, you maybe know about them as well. So we were trying to come this way to kind of lead him off the scent, and we got jumped by some frog feces throwing, I don't know, what, but... Uh, yeah, I know those fish people very well. Yeah, well, yeah, it's good that you... they're great. They're yeah, great they're time. the murdering ones. The ones you were shacked up with? Yeah, they were the murdering Koatoas here. Uh, so, well, well, they got murdered, so it's okay. I, I saw. Or you were watching us. I caught the end of it. Oh, that was you in the bushes, wasn't it? Uh, no, I was actually in the tree. When you say uh, you were the one in the bush, she she makes like a little like slight to it, and she then she goes like, "So do you do you not know how long that thing was tracking you for?" Um, what thing? You something else was looking at you that wasn't one of these Koatoas here, and I haven't seen that thing here before. But the way it was looking at you, it was kind of obvious that it's been following you around for a while. I'm guessing it has to do with these blood shards. Uh, usually anything that tries to follow people around, yeah, I'm going to assume it's with those blood shards. That thing might have taken our blood shards, guys. Yeah. How many did you have? Uh, Armos, how many do we have? Yeah, uh, Armos, how many do we have again? <laughs> <laughs> I only lost one, but Armos, how many did you lose? Yeah, you, you were holding it, so... Uh... <laughs> Uh, it was about like a bag full like you probably think it was about like half a pound worth I was gonna say I didn't think we actually got like a full number though uh, but, No, uh, it, yeah. an individual count though, no, but you know it was like a bag full of shards about half a pound's worth Yeah, almost lost a whole bag. I, I actually only lost one so it's not as bad I'll, I don't think I had any on me. You know what? I still have one and I hold up my book and point to point to you it. dirty dog She looks at the book. Ooh, hold on Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now what? Come on there, DM. What do you got? She <laughs> she takes a step back looking at the book and very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable by it. And she's like, whoa, where did you get something like that? A blood whale and, I don't know, some Red Sea, a giant fort. I don't know. I was dreaming and I woke up with it. She's looking at you like you have three heads. I mean, I have two. Do you see this rabbit sitting here that's talking? You got a duck that's talking? What? <laughs> a dream? I can't pull a book out does of Does she see of? Reginald? She Everyone does not. can now, right? She does not. I was going to say, yeah, no. Oh. I was going to say we only saw him because Duncan didn't see him. She goes, she goes, rabbit? Yeah, this rabbit right on his shoulder here. This guy. Uh-huh. Was looking at the shoulder and it's like, okay, right, sure, rabbit, uh, yeah. She so, thinks we're dr- fucking crazy. Drell, Drell looks and he goes, uh, so anyways, um, so, you, so you live here, huh? Yes, yes, I protect this forest to, to some extent. So you said you lost your shards, and I'm assuming you lost those shards after you escaped from that camp? That's correct. No, before we escaped from the camp. I mean, we don't know when we lost him, okay? Yeah. We, we woke up with goop on our eyes, we got our stuff back, we ran away, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. now we don't have the shards. I think that summed it up about right. Lost the shards, lost some dignity, and moved forward to a magical forest where we talked about the old elf city. 
Apparently, hundreds of years ago, it was destroyed in a huge catastrophe. But now Kara guards the forest and keeps it safe. I actually took a little trip into the cave nearby and met one of her friends. You hear a soft voice. She goes, hello, Menace. I just dropped my net. I'm speechless. <laughs> you just like, <laughs> drop everything to the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I hope the pixies didn't bother you too much. The, ma, ma, ma. Ma, I'm just pointing at her. <laughs> <laughs> she lowers her head down to meet yours, and she kind of picks up your jaw with her with her nose. I I, I want to say that thoroughly calms me. I've kind of like all my nerves are gone after she does it. <laughs> so after she picks up your picks up your jaw and sees that you've calmed down, she kind of lays down as deers do. Her legs kind of they kind of fold out of themselves because she's so tall. She lowers herself to kind of match your eye level. She's still pretty tall because you're only three and a half feet tall, right? So three eleven. <laughs> so she she lowers herself to to meet you at eye level. I'm glad you decided to follow the pixie here because I know you're gonna do a lot of good for this forest. The reason why you're here is that the pixies can sense a kind heart, and they insisted on bringing you in here. And now getting a better look at you, I can see why. Because I'm nice and strong, right? <laughs> she boops your nose with hers and she goes you remind me of an old friend i think you should open your book oh, i'm i like frantically like pull it out so i have a real journal now by the way so this is i'm feeling very immersed <laughs> <laughs> so the you take out the book and the book starts glowing from within the pages but a very specific page of the book when you open the book remember that flower from your dream Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you open to that page, and the flower is actually what's glowing. And it's glowing a bluish, tealish color. When you pick up the flower, it begins to move and shape in your hand, and it starts going into like a ball and starts shifting, and you actually see it transforming before your very eyes. Its stem and petals start to fill with life. The flower becomes vibrant like you, when you once picked it in your dream. The stem actually starts to overgrow and it wraps around your hands and ah, the, the plant starts ah, growing around you. Is this normal? Ah, is this normal? <laughs> Should I be freaking out? And then soon your whole body, its roots kind of uncover you. They, they wrap your whole body and then as quickly as it wraps your body, it goes back into its plant form. You don't get hurt. You're freaking out, but it kind of like tickles as it wraps your body. The flower kind of like goes into a ball again. Its roots go into the flower disappears. And in your hand is now a floating ball of like this greenish bluish light, like a teal or like an aquamarine color. And you can hear its beat. It starts beating. It's going through your mind. I, I move my hand around. Does it move with my hand? It does. It stays within your hand. I try and grab it like I close my fist. <laughs> so as you go to grab it, the, some light peeks out from it. And then you feel like your hand's trying to open back up from the pulses. Tension, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you feel something physical, like almost like something rocky, like a rock texture. So it's like poking at your hand. It opens your hand a little bit. And now when you open your hand, it has taken a form. It's no longer a ball of light, but now it looks like kind of like a small, like a bunch of small rocks put together with, that's being wrapped together by roots. It looks like a tiny sapling. It doesn't have like, so its body is made of stone 
It just has a big old mouth with two eyes, but the mouth and eyes aren't like an actual mouth. It's actually like an empty space with blue energy behind them, right? The rocks kind of oh. just make mouth and eye holes. Its arms and legs are little like roots and the roots kind of hold all these rocks together and out of its head is a root with a single leaf on it it's adorable <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh to give you a better description its body looks like a ball of stone and wood where its openings of eyes and mouth uh is making its face it doesn't have like a body so it's just like a head with arms and legs sticking out of it with a blue ball <laughs> of light that that you can see through its eyes and mouth hole. At the end of the root is a little leaf similar to the flower you picked in your dream from the scary cabin. Its legs and arms come out of its side of its body and face. It doesn't have hands. They're just like little wooden nubs. It has facial features. So it's like wide eyed with a big mouth. And then it goes. It's just I can't speak with gibberish. animals. Uh, <laughs> you, so, despite speaking with animals, this is not an animal. I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's about half a foot tall, um, about like a half a foot wide. It fits into your hand nicely, and then like gets really exaggerated with its facial features. Like you get like it makes like an angry face and it makes like a sad face. It's like kind of realizing that it's sentient. And then a creature looks up and down at you in your palm, and you look around and is tickling at your feet. I look down. There are even smaller versions of this sapling at your feet, and they're all just kind of going, and they're like realizing that like they're like they're drawn to you, and they kind of like poke at your feet, trying to climb up to your hand to get to the bigger one. Ah, stop! It. stop. I'm, I'm like shaking. Hey, hey, Melora hey. <laughs> looks at you, and she goes, "I think you just found your your sprite." So minutes, what, like like a soft drink. <laughs> like fuck like coke <laughs> <laughs> hashtag it um yeah yeah it's just like the soft drink uh, <laughs> the bigger sprite that's in your hand points down like points down with its nub to them and then points at itself it's like and then the little ones go are you a rock mommy <laughs> so it's like pointing to each other and Italian so you could kind of <laughs> <laughs> so even though it's saying gibberish you could still understand him like on a celestial level right oh it's a him I didn't it, mean to uh, assume your gender me, it, it, it. <laughs> you can understand it this is your swarm you have officially leveled up to level 3 Yes. And I'm this so is your pumped. swarm. Your swarm is a nature sapling where its main body is a bunch of little rocks held together that held together by roots. <laughs> and that was one of the best moments of my life. I have so many new rock friends and I met Melora. And, and why am I crying in written form? Maybe it's time to move on. Kara taught us about the Kuatoas. Apparently there are three tribes and one of them is quite nice. We ventured off to help them defeat the marrow that have taken control of their temple. And help them we did. Well, uh, that is until this uh, huge shambling mound showed up and basically ate them all. Including Drell, who we had to help get out of there. So seeing Drell struggling in the uh, the little abomination that we have in front of us. Um, I, I want to get him out, and I get him out the only way I know how, and uh, 
I'm gonna Eldritch Blast Drell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. What? Uh, excuse me, you're gonna do what? Get, oh, look, it's Drell! I can see him! <laughs> I, need you, I need you to uh, articulate that for me again. I'm climbing, wait, I'm climbing my way out of this and you're gonna hit me so I go deeper into the monster? No, because he gets hit 10 feet yeah, out. I, I will hit you out. You'll be out of it. Of well, ten, uh, are thing. you sure? Will ten feet even clear me of the monster? Let me let me let me just see if I if I can perceive this in my head. Uh, you're you see, wait, 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 I got this. I got this. Hold on. You're you see Drell inside swinging this giant sword thing. Uh, it's reacting to it, so it stumbles to the left. Uh, so whatever he's doing inside of it may have been working. So mm -hmm. rather than attacking the beast, you're going to attack Drell. Mm -hmm. So, and you hope that it hits Drell. So it pushes him out of the monster. Yeah. Because yep. it pushed him 10 feet out. From our perspective, it looks like he's struggling, having gasping for air. That's the last thing we saw. Our, our good buddies in there and we want to get him out. Why don't you hit the monster? And hey, man, it's your character. You can role play however you like. Yeah, go for it. Attack drill. <laughs> Would that not also do damage to the monster because it's hitting through vines and stuff? Mm. I don't know. Well, I got a good AC, so you better <laughs> fucking roll high, bro. <laughs> Go ahead, roll the tag drill <laughs> with advantage. I'm just saying that's really logical. <laughs> Ew. It would be right. <laughs> oh shit! What'd you get? I got a nat 20. <laughs> Go ahead and crit on Drell for me, please. Go ahead and crit on Drell for me. Okay, before I, before I do, I tell Drell, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to get you out, buddy. Drell, how much health do you have? Uh, what are, what are you doing? Can we just clarify before this happens? We are shooting through the mound. Does this not do the same amount of damage to the mound? It just also hits Drell? Oh, this is fucking great. I didn't think I'd be answering this question today. I gotta be honest with you. Um, yeah, fuck it. Sure. Why not? It yes. also, whatever damage you do to the mound, you also do to drill. Oh, boy. <laughs> See? It all works out. Drill, how much health do you have, by the way? From the uh, second win, I'm full HP. Go at it. 11. All right. That's plus your modifier. Yeah, that's plus my modifier. And that's double the dice. <laughs> that is. So I rolled a yeah. six, two plus three. Sick. You do 11 damage to the shambling mount. You do 11 <laughs> damage to Drell. Knocks him 10 feet. Drell gets pushed back 10 feet outside of the mound, stumbles onto the floor. The mound gets pushed back 10 feet over Drell. Drell, <laughs> give me a dexterity check <laughs> of a DC 14 as you are not prone. This is exactly prone. why I was so confused on what the fuck you were doing. As you're not prone to see if you can get out of the way. Sorry, so it's a strength check, right? No, it's a dexterity saving throw. Oh, dex. Uh, oh, saving throw? Okay, mm -hmm. uh, it's a 13. The mound falls back on top of you. God damn it, dude. <laughs> and you are back. What are, your, what are your saving throws as a... Mm, constitution and strength. Uh, rip. That's so great. <laughs> For a second, we see him fly it's out. It's so great. Yeah, you just. I just got back up to full HP and you hit me for 11 points. It's great. Great, dude. Hey, you know what? The idea was great, though. Great fucking strategy. In mind, he at least got a breath in between there and he thinks that he did well. <laughs> Let me paint this picture real quick. Armos charges up an Eldritch Blast, attacks Jarrell's outline. Pushes him out, but because it has to go through the shambling mound, it hits the shambling mound, knocks Drell 10 feet out into the air onto the floor, <laughs> then proceeds to knock the shambling mound also 10 feet and onto the floor, 
back on to oh, Drell. Fuck. You forgot the part where Armos is pleased with what he did. What does Drell say before, like, as he comes <laughs> out, before he calls back on? He's him. like, yes. Well, I feel like <laughs> no. I feel like he see like he's like climbing his way out of this fucking beast, right? He finally thinks he is fucking some hope, and then he just sees Armos like wind up his fucking Eldritch blast, and he's like, uh, what the fuck is about to happen? And then boom, he gets hit, and then just flies backwards. <laughs> <laughs> what a time. I think that was the best possible plan. All right, let's get a little sad. Our little boy Ghibli lost his mom that day. Narmos actually, well, he did something awesome. Um, I have a spell. It's called Encode Thoughts. <gasps> Whoa. So I'm going to cast it and pull the image of his mom out of my head and I can transform it into a glowing energy which then he can reuse at any moment and see her in a uh, kind of like a projection type of thing. That's amazing. <laughs> so he has like at least an image of it and I can give it to him. It's uh, it's carried around like a ribbon. So he has this little ribbon. Oh, that's attached to the stick? That's awesome. Wow. Like the little league button. Wow, almost. I'm like... I'm honestly touched. Wow, that's like the nicest thing you've ever said. <laughs> that's so cool. Ghibli uh, looks at you and activates this uh, ribbon real quick and sees his mom and he's he smiles and he cries little tears of joy and, and you guys continue on your way. Kara, is just, Kara looks at you and looks at Armos and goes, wow, that's actually like really nice. <laughs> Don't get used to it. <laughs> It wasn't too long ago where he was about to commit genocide on these things. <laughs> Let's all remember. <laughs> After a difficult goodbye to our new friend Ghibli and Kara, we ventured deep into the temple where we almost died several times. I swear, I, I almost got destroyed by a bunch of zombies near a ship. Then there was this huge lizard thing that tried to eat Armos. Armos even almost drowned on his own accord just in this tiny little dark deep tunnel underwater. And then if things weren't bad enough, this rock tentacle creature pulled me off the bridge and almost ate me alive. I think he almost ate Armos too, but that's besides the point. We made it to the great tree and realized that it was missing something necessary to keep it alive. We pushed forward through the cave where we found a bunch of drow elves performing a ritual with their merfolk leader. After a swift battle, we thought we bested this guy, but sure enough, that wasn't over yet. Dude cracks a big old mace. Oh yeah, it was the same mace that Drell found way back when. He cracks the thing open on the ground and he turns into this giant monstrous serpent with tentacles all through the water and we had to fight that thing. Again, Drell kind of took care of that. That is a 15. I believe that misses. That misses and I'm going to burn a superiority die to repose his ass. Sick. Um, okay. And I still roll with advantage, right? Correct. That's a nat fucking 20, dude. Oh. <laughs> That's a nat All right. Very Hold on. fire. This is going to take a second. Oh, God. Um, I only get to roll the superiority die once, though, right? Okay. So it's going to be... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. Oh, man. So if I double the damage, it's 62 damage. Hmm. How much damage? 62. 
you do 62 points of damage as you slash and cut this tentacle in half as you repost it from its thrashing attack. It splits in half, but the other way, the tip of the uh, tentacle falls off and crashes into the ground. Gearfro lets out a terrible roar as it screams in pain as more of blue uh, blue blood drips into the water and more of this green uh, liquid that he sprayed you with also droops out of his mouth. It looks like he can't quite control the fluids that's flowing right now. The water around you was like this murky, is, is now this murky green as the water is becoming more corrupted just from all the juices and all the gore and all the beatings that you were laying down on this beast. I think it's funny. I've done under 20 damage to this thing and you can <laughs> are you cute? Are you putting our names next to the damage? Because I know you count up, uh, right? No. no, I don't actually. <laughs> yeah, it is laughable how much damage I've done to this thing. So it is going to pass on his turn, looking really messed up. Another tentacle is out. It's going to go up to a lair action. The He's going to flail again with his remaining tentacles and head as the lactites begin to fall from the ceiling. Everyone make me a dexterity check of a DC 10 to dodge these falling lactites. Oh, oh God. Boy. Oh, fuck. I got a two. Are you? I got a uh, 13. Oh, wait. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I got a two. That's yeah. a nine. A nine? So lactites fall all around you. Drell goes ahead and knocks him out of the way with the sword. Doesn't even move. Um, Armos, you got a lactite that falls and breaks on your back as, as same goes for you, Minus. Both of you take five points of damage as a stalactite falls onto you. Uh, Minus, go ahead and make me a concentration check. Yep. Nailed it. Nice. You are focusing and determined. Thank God. I, the most determined Minotaur you've ever seen. <laughs> Every time he gets hit, he just keeps pointing. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like Sid, Sid, you're still concentrating. Sid's like the one concentrating for Sid's, him. <laughs> so Sid is currently glowing because he's your arcane focus. This brilliant yellow that is casted around Gilfro. And every time you take damage, that light dims. And when you pass that check, comes back and glows again. And the, the hue around Gilfro vibrates with it as Sid loses focus for just a second, but manages to continue glowing due to your will determination. It's going to go to Armos's turn. Armos, you are no longer blinded. Yay. You regain your composure. You see the bloody carnage that is around you. You stand before Gilfro. Take your initiative. I'm going to try to shoot the gem again. So I'm going to wind up, shoot Eldrick Blast <laughs> at it. But... Knowing what I did before, right when I throw right when I throw my skill, I'm gonna turn around so that I hopefully don't get blinded. <laughs> and then uh, I'm hoping that like when he gets knocked backwards, that he hopefully hits the ceiling with his head. Maybe has something fall on him. Uh, I got a 13, which I don't think hits. That misses. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Uh, I find Drell and use him as cover. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you try to hide behind Drell. You're not going to get much cover here because mm -hmm. it's you can be everywhere. attacked from all angles. But yeah. Armos, what are you doing? No, no, no. You're There's fine. There's literally you're tentacles fine. behind us, bro. You're fine. You're good. <laughs> like, what are you hiding from? <laughs> Drell, take your initiative. Uh, so that's a 21 to hit. Uh, so that is 20 more damage. And then I'm going to action surge. Try to fucking so I hit him up. So I assume what I what's going on is since he's like above us, I'm kind of just swiping at like his lower chin slash like neck area. So yeah, I'm kind of just going to town trying to fuck him up. 
and that's gonna be uh, tw- uh 21 to hit again that hits noise do shout out fairy fire <laughs> you guys have no idea how much it's saving my ass right now oh uh, maybe <laughs> this is not good that is only nine damage drill so finish him oh, oh fuck <laughs> yeah dude so like i said i'm just like swiping back and forth and then as i'm like cutting i just see like a giant slash and or like a giant hole like like in the bottom of his neck i guess or like under his chin i kind of just take the giant slayer and i just fucking try to jump up and just like pierce it through and the blade goes through the bottom of his mouth up into like the roof of his mouth and then like into his face and then like it just and then i like drop down without the sword and then his whole head comes like crashing down into the water with my blade in his in his face and like that's how it goes Drell slashes down with the, with his final attack through the skull of Gilfro, lets out a terrible, one final terrible roar as it echoes throughout the cave uh, in every direction. Water begins to crush and maul the rocks around you as more stalactites begin to fall as you guys start to dodge out of the way and um, evade the attacks from the flailing tentacles as they're just wildly thrashing about. The racket could be heard throughout the entire cave system. You hear it echo down the the cave uh, behind Gilfro, the way you came in uh, reverbs as more rocks begin to fall out of the way. And he finally, in his last breath, lets out a terrible groan as he falls in front of you in between Armos and Drell, and his tongue rolls and falls out onto the rock and water. Reginald climbs down, climbs onto Armos's shoulder, goes, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> if you were wondering, uh, I don't know why I'm asking my journal a question, but in case anyone's wondering or reads this when I'm not looking, Drell did in fact win the contest and defeated the most things while we were in the dungeon. Anyways, we got our stuff together, and before we headed out, almost decided to check out the cavern where the elves went into. You're looking at this cave as you stand in the mouth of the cave. Your dark vision kicks in and it extends for a while. You do not see the other end of this tunnel, but what you do know is that it descends downwards. On the left side of the cave wall, if you hug the wall, is dry land, and on the right side is rushing water. From the rushing water, you can tell that it splits into the earth and begins to gently sway in motion from left to right as it cuts through the dirt. The air is musty and dingy and dark as the breeze blows through your horns and your black hair and through your coat. You get a moment of clarity as this cave obviously, as you know, this cave obviously leads deeper, but the air that meets you is not the same air as the rest of this cave. You know, now realizing what stands before you This cave system that you could possibly go down is not the same cave system that you are from. You know, without a doubt, with a natural 20, that this leads into the Underdark. And to your knowledge, the Underdark is a whole other plane of existence in the material realm that almost mimics the world above. The Underdark contains vast civilizations, its own races, its own cultures, politics. The Underdark is is legend to go deeper than the sea 
It is vast and it is in a whole nother world. Things of legend and fiendish creatures live down there. You know that those elves were in fact drow elves. Drow elves are one of the dominating races and faction in the Underdark. They are the closest race that lives to the surface, but do, does not cross it as they prefer the cool Underdark environment. <laughs> that place gave me the heebie-jeebies. I did not like that. But of course, we went back to the Great Tree, put that crystal where it belonged, and brought it back to life. Drow, Drow kind of I put it in, even though I'm the nature guy, and it was kind of kind of a bummer, you know, because like I thought, you know, after all this stuff, I was the one that wanted to go here. I could put it in, but, uh, you, you know, whatever, I guess. Place the crystal back into the tree, and the crystal begins to glow that brilliant bright light it did when Armo struck the uh, crystal when it was in the beast, but it does not blind you. As a matter of fact, it welcomes you. The energy is released through the shard back into the tree. As you start to see all around you, the roots start to become alive with color. They begin to grow and root in place as they should be. They are no longer entangled in rocks and dead ends as they begin to crack into the floor and go along the walls rather than through it and start to reach up through the stump that is going through the ceiling. As the light begins to shine brighter, it begins to crack and you hear a split from the ring that was holding it in place. The ring that was surrounding the shard breaks off as the shard now completely fits into the pedestal and begins the socket and you hear it sink into the stone. The bluish energy that was trapped inside now releases out of the tree and begins to completely cover the tree as it floats up in between the branches and tries to find a way out. As you guys see this blue energy, you start hearing whispers of voices past. You can't make out what they're saying, but they're whispering to you. But you feel calm as you start hearing this language you can't quite understand. Armos, this is the language of the dead. They're saying thank you. Ooh. As the blue light goes and weaves in and out of branches as simultaneously the bark begins to become its natural brown healthy color all throughout the cave walls its roots go back to normal and the tree begins to blossom leaves the energy that is coming out of the crystal finds a path out and as you look up you see cracks in the opening where the tree is you see a path that you can climb out of here it illuminates a path Okay, uh, well, uh, it looks like we can climb up, up to the, an opening. Oh, thank goodness. I didn't want to go back through that cave. I was going to say, Minus, we could go see your friend around the corner if we want. He's probably still there, right? <laughs> 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 no. In the distance, you see some tentacles. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so I think we climb up. Okay, yeah, um, I think we start climbing, right? Can I check the little altar in the tree to see if there's anything new about it before I leave. So the tree looks alive just... and the shard that is socketed in the um, in the pedestal, you notice that its roots begin to cover the shard as it kind of holds it into place. Its roots are protecting the shard. 
you look into it, you can guess that this was probably the heart of the forest that was keeping everything clean and pure. Because as you gaze into it, you also feel that calmness within you, the same calmness that you had with Melora. As the roots cover the gem, I rip out a page from my book, right? Minus was here and stick it in the roots. <laughs> then I start climbing up. <laughs> the roots, uh, as you place the page upon its roots, the roots uh, grab it from either side and pinch it into place. Circa whatever the date is. <laughs> <laughs> you guys start to climb. And as you climb up through the trees, going through the cracks in the rock, you you feel as if the tree is providing a path for you. You're having you, you're climbing this tree with ease. You're not overreaching for branches, and you're following this blue tealish light that weaves in and out of the branches. And as you're climbing, you see blossoming leaves on the branches as you are climbing out, as if the tree is rebirthing itself. You climb all the way to the top as you feel warm air touch your skin, but you keep going as you find yourself in this foliage of new blossoming leaves as green starts to fill your eyes. You manage to make it to the top of the tree. At the top of the temple, you peer out and you can see the forest in real time returning to life, brown to lushful green. All the pale withered trees turn back to their normal healthy brown color. Branches rise back up towards the sky, leaves blossom into a lush green. The sight of birds over the treetops come into view shortly after the sounds of nature return to the area. For miles, what seemed like a gray picture now looks like a colorful oil painting. Around you is the flowing energy released from the shard, flowing upwards, weaving in and out of branches and into the sky. As it reaches the cloud line and out of sight, it calmly disperses and the sight fills you with peace. The heat of the sun reaches you and warms your body and starts to dry your wet, damp clothes. It feels refreshing for being inside a cold, damp, wet cave. You realize that it's the first day of summer, and that is where we will end this arc. Hey. Yay. Wow. Damn, dude. What a good time, am I right? We made some friends along the way, got a little beat up, beat some things up, and I am feeling good to go. We got ourselves out of that cave, cleaned up, of course, and told Carr about everything that happened. She said she'd take care of the temple and get everything situated with the Kuatoa. I gave little Ghibli a noogie on the way out, but... Now we're headed to the town of Dilmore, where I think we're going to make more friends and hopefully not get trampled by the Red Guard. That's right. <laughs> but that's all for today, Journal. I'll write in you again when something else crazy happens. Probably on, I don't know, maybe March 22nd. Yeah, that sounds like a good date for if like we had a, a first episode of a second arc. If my life was a podcast or something. But anyways, I think it's time now to talk about the best people I've met along the way in Umbrea. First up, we have Sigic College alumni, Ulrich Shieldust, a mighty blacksmith of Umbrea and veteran adventurer. Ulrich owns many of forges around Umbrea. You can find shield hot forges in different cities in South Trillis. Legend has it, he once used a shield as a frisbee to decapitate a dragon. It was dope. Next, we have Humbrea's heroes. First, we have Artemis, brawler, gladiator, ferocious scrapper of the Kambuki pits. Artemis held the ultra featherweight title for three years before taking up scrapbooking. Joshua Weaver, 
is Humbreus, famous tailor and leather worker, making the finest travel bags any adventurer would need. For fun, he'll make a bag of devouring and sell it off as a normal bag. Not sure why he does this, but no adventurer has complained yet, probably because they were eaten. Pascal Elliot is a Humbreus hero and artist for D&D 404. She's a wild magic artist, keeping the lands full of vibrant colors, defending us from the color beige. We cannot thank you enough. Last we have Man with Glass, full of sass and has one hell of a knack for glass blowing. Man with Glass is now accepting pre-orders on new vases. Get them while you can. Thank you so much, loyal Patreon supporters. We love you. We can't thank you enough for supporting the podcast. I'm saying a lot of peace because I'm stressing out my pop filter that day made me bye. See ya. You should have heard this guy before he had a pop filter. Sounded like his peas were filtered through a hurricane. Pretty please pass me the plate of dice. Kind of like that.